Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you think you've learned everything you can learn? I can answer that one. Um, I don't think I've learned everything that I can learn, but I've learned everything that that I want to learn. I recently had a conversation with Val's best friend, Sarah. She's in the market for a car, so we were talking about cars, and then she goes, by the way, how's the relationship going? How's your marriage going? And I said, well, it's not going well, and this is how I feel right now. And the more I talk, the more she's like, oh, actually, this totally makes sense. This is what I understand Val's like in relationships. Sarah has told me straight up she would never date Bao. And on top of that, she would never allow any of her friends to date Bao because she is a controlling person that tries to break you down and then get you to the point where you have no choice but to lean on her. And then she rebuilds you in the exact image that she wants. In the past, this is what, what she's done. And actually, that, that was a pretty big turning point for me. It made me want to not try at all. another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry married at first sight edition we are coming down to the wire with less than two weeks left before decision day join with me is my very own sister Kelly hello hey Kara or three as I call you okay see you're done we're done <laughs> I have a question yes are we going to say happy birthday to anybody <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes our our first our oldest sister it's her birthday today so happy birthday kim i'm sure you're not listening to this but happy birthday she might. <laughs> if we post it she might happy birthday kim she'll <laughs> be elated 
<laughs> I'm sure. Um, moving on to the episode, how are you feeling about the season now that we're almost done? It's. I was telling my friends that I feel like this is probably one of the seasons I didn't like that much because it just seems like there's so that nobody's gonna make it. Like I don't. I know the show is meant to have entertainment value. I get that, but I like to see people win in these relationships. And this season, it just seems like maybe one couple has a possibility of that, and that's kind of disappointing. Care about that couple? I'm sorry. I don't, and we don't even care about that couple. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I care about Rachel. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's not like, I'm not even that like romantic or sentimental, but I want one couple where I, I, I don't know. I think I'm just spoiled by Woody and Imani. I love their love and I right. love seeing the whole journey. And now I'm just like, if I can't have at least one of y'all exactly. doing then it, it's hard. It's a tough watch, but I'm going to so, keep watching. So you don't think that it's that I feel that's exactly what I meant is that you just, you want to see, well, you want to see people win in their relationships and it's okay to have the entertainment part, but you actually want to see a successful relationship on the show. Yeah. Do you think I, that Gil and Mirla are going to work out? Totally forgot about, about. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you said Rachel, and I'm like, uh, no, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Um, no, okay, yes, I do like Gil and Mirla, but I'm liking Gil less and less as the episodes go by, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, so let's start with Bao and Johnny, since they were at the top of the episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they got back from the retreat, they get back to the apartment, Bao says that she feels good about the trip, but not because of Johnny, it was mostly because she didn't interact with Johnny at all, she was just having a good time. And... They get back into the apartment. <clears throat> Johnny is like not trying to talk to her, not make eye contact. She's asking him how the trip went. And he's like, fine, whatever. And then he just rushes off to take a shower. Well, he did say that he wanted to spend at least amount of time as possible with her while he was there, which was ridiculous. But I guess they accomplished that. Together. I, I, <laughs> the first thing that they've agreed on. Um, so, Bao is still, like, stuck on this level one conversation thing that Pastor Cal is making them do. And she says, like, I I'm just over this. Like, what's the point? I don't get the point. I'm not understanding the assignment. I've had level three conversations with strangers on a plane exactly. that were filling than the ones that I'm having with Johnny. So, mm -hmm. it's not cutting for me. So, yeah, I mean... If, if he literally is on level one where you're just, hey, hello, how are you? How was your day? That you can have with anybody. So she's And right. Johnny, Johnny barely wants to even do that with her. So <laughs> what's the point? So then we see, we get to Michaela and Zach. Mm -hmm. Zach is shooting diary cam footage of himself. He says that he's not spoken to Michaela since he left the retreat. They're supposed to have a meeting with Dr. Pepper, but he specifically requests that they have separate meetings, individual mm -hmm. meetings. So then we see Michaela in her diary cam 
saying, just so y'all know, Zachary has not spoken to me since he uh, left the retreat. I reached out to him. I said, I love you. I said, I wanted to work this out. How can we get through this? He's been radio silent as if he didn't abandon me. Like, that's wild. Um, <laughs> so let me get where your head is at, because we, we haven't talked about last week. What did you think about that whole situation? Last week? With Michaela Storm or with Zach leaving and Michaela flipping out. I mean, in that moment, she told him to go. He wanted to go and she told him to go. So just like Gil said, women say things and then when you do it, they're like, well, what did you do it for? Because you told me to go. She said, get out. And then she said, stay. But she first said, get out. So that's what he was doing. And then when he just when he tried to leave, she flipped out. So she has some issues. And it it wasn't, it's not even funny because I it's really, really sad, actually. And I hate to see black women on TV acting like that because it's a reflection on all of us in a way. Like, girl. She right. totally went nuts. And I don't know, they said, I think one of them, I think Ryan said that it had gone on for like hours. We only saw maybe 15 minutes of it, but he said it was hours of them going back and forth. I know yeah. Um, yeah. Bao said, flowers. <clears throat> I know Bao said something about, we saw something, as she saw something on both sides for them. And I'm like, what side did you see on him? Because she was the one throwing everything. So maybe we missed something. We didn't see all of what he was saying. But I feel like he should have left. I feel like he should have left to de-escalate the situation. But I don't know. They, they're really bad at communicating. And I <laughs> continue to be frustrated by the fact that we never ever in not in one situation with them have we seen the full story because so much happens off camera and they have to happen so really when retelling us what happened they're telling it through their frame of mind so i think different things right and i think that's where zach gets away with a lot Mm -hmm. um because michaela say what you will about her she will always come out of the situation with some other perspective. Like she's clearly thought about it. Whereas Zach always stands his ground. So it's really hard to know who's right and who's wrong. But really, I think with both of them, they're both wrong. I still tend to side with Michaela a little bit more because I feel like Zach says a lot of things that are very confusing. And hmm. she reacts in a way that is it makes it hard to defend her. I think yeah. if she tones a lot really of hard to defend her. Yeah, it's it's basically impossible in some situations. But I think if she had toned down her reactions, I think a lot more people would be on her side. Yeah, but she hasn't. She was throwing yeah. things, slamming doors. She looked like a maniac. Yeah. And I mean, no in no there in no world was anything that he did worth all of with that type of reaction. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree. So that was other stuff. That was like him, and I think that was other stuff, but we'll get into it later. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Michaela sits down with Dr. Pe- excuse me, Zach sits down with Dr. Pepper first. He said he hadn't spoken to Michaela, but she's been texting him nonstop. And he tells Dr. Pepper that he's been trying to explain to Michaela his thought process behind the, like, getting a divorce and then dating after. Mm-hmm. And he said that at first they were on the same page, page about it, but then yeah. the next day we saw her got upset, get upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of feel like, yeah, m- I mean, maybe she did agree to it in the moment, and then maybe she thought about it and was like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, then it's but the reality. You can't be mad. You could just be like, I changed my mind and I don't I don't want to do that. She got mad. Huffed yeah. and puffed and started laughing and walking off. And then yeah. told them to leave again. But then it's like, okay, what did he say to her at the time? Because we didn't see it, you know? They they, they, conversation when they were sitting after. down in at the on the patio at the retreat. They were okay until he said the wrong thing, and it's like it just clicked, and then she just went off. But until that point, he thought everything was fine. It's not like she said they, when they were sitting there initially, the first minute of their conversation, there was no issue. He said one thing, it clicked in her head, and then she just stormed off. That's, yeah, I mean, her reaction's explosive. It's not good. And it's never going to get her point across. I agree. But I do see her point. In, I understand her frustrations with a lot of things that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then she says, like, she brought it. He brought that up, the subject up the next day. She started screaming. And that was the moment. That was like the time where he was like, he knew he couldn't be with her. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Says, I know you have been through an enormous amount of emotions and I feel mm-hmm. bad for you and it's been hard, but I do want to see where there's some learning possible and to question yourself on some stuff. Mm-hmm. So even even she, I think, sees that he he there are things that he could change and he could have improved on as well. well um learn from something in a relationship. Everybody can. There's always something to learn, whether you're right or wrong. But he seems to be approaching this as she's the one who's ruining it. I don't think he really often has perspective as to his participation in situations. It's hard to see that when the other side of it is her. (laughs) The other side is what, you know, where she's wigging out. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. So Zach says that he understands that he's not perfect. He even said that he reached out to some ex-girlfriends for their advice on how to handle conflict and Mm -hmm. said the same thing, which is that he likes to avoid conflict and he doesn't like it when people cause a scene. So then he says something that I was like, time out. He said, those girls all said, all my exes said that I don't like to cause a scene. Therefore... I know that I'm not the one who's causing these scenes because I wouldn't, I don't want them to happen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, <laughs> no, it, like you really need to think about how you communicate. Like you can't just be like, oh, well, it's not my fault because they all said that I don't like that. So therefore there's nothing I could possibly be doing to warrant that because I don't like it. No, that's not how that works. Well, I mean, He's just saying he's not that type of person. So, therefore... Right. If you don't like drama doesn't mean that you're incapable of 
causing that. Yeah. I just don't understand. I just, people are not going to always see eye to eye, right? That's part of a relationship. So, but when you take that and you storm off and do all the stuff that she was doing, then it's hard to have, it's hard to have that bridge the gap. How can you bridge a gap with somebody that's tearing up the house? <laughs> like storming off and laughing and telling you to leave. So in this particular case, he may have attempted to bridge the gap in a dis in a disagreement, but her response doesn't allow him to go get to that point because she's always escalating it. But I always feel like he's moving the goalpost with her, and I could understand how she got to that point. Again, I'm not saying it's okay, but he, he's consistently been like, I want to break up. I want to get together. I want this to be over, but I want us to keep talking. And it's like, well, where am I? <laughs> what is happening? Do you, If you don't want to be with me, and if you're going to say no on decision day, we don't need to be sharing a bed together. She was right on that. Yeah, I agree about that. I mean, if he's going to stick. Like, oh, gonna- well, we'll leave then. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess maybe you should. <laughs> yeah. He, if he wants to to say things like that, he needs to stick with it. I do agree with that. Right. But I think, I think like he said, 90% of her is a wonderful person. And I think he wants that. It's just that other 10% that's horrible. And it's in those moments, he, he has a state of confusion. Yeah, I think he's work. He workshops a lot with her, and and I just think she never really knows which way is up with him. And I get why she's frustrated with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, and also I just think Zach is lame. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so Dr. Pepper suggests that Zach and Michaela at least sit next to each other, try to listen to each other, lay down some rules, and if you guys can't adhere to the rules, then you need to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Zach. Zach says, I'm not there yet. I can't do that. So she's like, okay, well, how about we do this? She'll say something. I'll communicate. We'll play telephone. I'll communicate that to you. You have a response and I'll tell her that. And then we'll try to just that way. I wish I had somebody to do that in some of my relationships. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is, this, this is, you, you communicate because if you say it, it might come out better than if I say it or, you know, vice versa. That, that's a good to have. That's actually a really good idea to mediate a conversation. Yeah. Because even if the person can hear you because you're sitting right next to them, mm-hmm. the way that somebody can interpret that kind of validates you. So yeah. they're hearing like, okay, that person hears it and they're hearing what they're saying. And now, you know, they're validating those feelings. So now I really need to think about it because that person, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, people need to use that more in their relationships. <laughs> I would love to do that personally. Be the mediator? Think- yeah. But oh, just yeah. like and stuff, not not like law stuff. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, relationship stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Zach says he agrees to that. Michaela comes in, she sits down. Dr. Pepper asks Michaela how she's feeling and what she wants to communicate with Zach. And Nikayla says, Zach left me. I told him, please don't leave. And then she says, as you know, abandonment is one of my biggest triggers. And then she kind of starts to get a little bit choked up and says, 
you know, with him knowing that I have these issues with abandonment and for him to leave in such a big and explosive way, that was really on me. Mm -hmm. And she says, there's something that's got us there. And I know that we both need time to manage our feelings and think about things, but I reached out to you, Zach, and I told you, I loved you. Mm -hmm. And even though we have challenges, I don't want to lose you. And you know, he didn't really respond to me when I was texting him and calling him. And that's heartbreaking because I tried and I tried mm-hmm. at this point. I feel like I'm throwing a Hail Mary and there's nothing else I can do. Well, she also said there's no evidence that she had a reaction. She, yeah, she does say that later. <laughs> and then she said, I had a panic attack. That is not a panic attack. That's a manic attack. So how do you go from throwing, slamming, trashing to I love you? There has to be something in between. And that in between is what he gave her, which is nothing. Silence. And I, I was okay with that. Because you you can't take you can't take me from here to there. I gotta I need some time in between that. Then we can talk about I love you and all that kind of stuff. But you went from Throwing, slamming, trashing to I love you? How? Because you, you reconcile that in your head, but I'm still over here trying to figure out what happened. Mm-mm. I need to transition. And that transition is going to be silence. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, she should allowed, she should have given him the grace to allow for, like, space and time for him to, like, figure out what the hell is going on. Um. Yeah, okay. So, so let me ask you this. I know okay. you're the it's our show, but <laughs> she has a she continues to say that she has abandonment issues, which is a very serious thing. Yeah. She lost her dad. We lost our dad suddenly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't expected. It wasn't anything that we knew was happening or coming. Do you understand why she has those types of reactions because I could say I have abandonment issues too um but I don't react to things like that do you understand why she has those types of reactions no but I also think just because we've gone through a similar situation I mean everybody feels what they feel I don't personally have abandonment issues my biggest takeaway I think from dad dying is that I don't want to end things badly with people like I always do I had the same takeaway did we ever discuss this no I don't think we have (laughs) oh my god I had the same takeaway people Okay, because the last thing that dad and I said to each other was, I love you. And that was two days before he died. So, like, I always felt like a sense of peace of being like, Mm -hmm. at least we ended on the best possible note, you know. Um, So because of that, like, I just never want things to be, like, icky with somebody. I don't ever want to, like, think about somebody and Uh feel gross about it so oh my god I feel that that is my takeaway we both walked away with that the same way so she walked away with it with abandonment issues maybe slightly we have some of that too but I walked away with it with I never want to leave a a relationship friendship 
on a sour note because I may yeah. never get that chance to correct that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A, a relationship, an interaction, anything. Like, it, I'm so scared that of doing that that I just try not to let that happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, I never, I don't, I don't think we ever talked about that. No, we'll have to get into this later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh yeah. When she said yeah. she was having abandonment issues and, and she started crying, it, I felt her pain. It's very, very sad to lose a dad, especially if you had that kind of relationship with her, with your father the way she did. It really, hurt, I really hurt for her, but I don't think that she is ready to be in a marriage. If this is what she's going to do with that. Oh, I, I agree. She's putting, she's putting too much on him mm-hmm. and it's not fair to him. It's, no. it's, it's like an impossible thing of like, yeah, there are going to be situations where you're going to have to walk away from that and you're going to need to take time. Mm-hmm. And if that's not the end result, then she needs to shift. So we don't get to the point where he wants to leave or he feels like he has to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, it, it's unfair of him, unfair of her to put that expectation and her abandonment issues. She really needs to talk to somebody about that. And I genuinely feel bad for her because I don't think she realizes how deep that is. It's so, well, she should see it after the show. Oh, yeah, I think she, she will. She should see it at this show. Maybe, maybe it is good that this show came, fell into her lap because now she's going to have to work on this and yeah. she can't keep going into relationships with this unresolved and no. continue to act like hurricane K because right. that's not cute right because she she's got this awful mix of pushing people away and then needing them to stay and you can't do that that's not sustainable <laughs> no it's not um she, she's got to figure out a different way to channel her energy. And, and what it all boils down to is fear. And yeah. not feeling worthy. Because if you felt worthy, you wouldn't be afraid of anybody leaving you, right? So right. she has to feel worthy. And the only person that's going to make you feel worthy is you. Okay, so let's shift back to the couch and the conversation with Dr. Pepper. So Michaela just said she's throwing a Hail Mary pass. She loves Zach. And Dr. Pepper says, Michaela, Zach, Michaela just said she's in love with you. And she asked you not to leave and you did. And I think that's the core of where Michaela's hurt. So what's your response? And Zach's like, um, honestly, I can't say anything right now. I can only listen. He's completely checked out at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, that's because she said she that was after she said, I don't see there wasn't anything that he saw that was a reaction that he should have responded that way. And he was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Did you not see what you were doing. So, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I would have been done with that, too. Right. I, I yeah. When she said that, I'm like, girl, what you <laughs> you had a panic attack all over that bench, all over the foosball table, all over the pool table, all over the front door of that retreat, all over the bedroom door, all over that producer that was trying to hold you right. back. <laughs> that door, 
I'm glad that door survived. A- any of the doors. <laughs> um, I wonder if they got their security deposit back. Um, <laughs> so, ping pong table, foosball table, right? Show up. So. <laughs> Zach is just like, okay, well, before we get into any of you just saying that you didn't have any uh, volatile reactions, um, I just want to say that I've reached my limit. Um, I hope one day we can have a conversation, but not today. So I tried my best. Um, I have to leave, and he gets up and walks out. So then in a confessional, Michaela says that this is a prime example of how Zach always leaves her. And even when she's not being threatening, he still leaves. So is it still really her? And then Michaela tries to Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is you. Um, so Michaela tries to plead her case about how Zach thinks she's so explosive and she's not. And Dr. Pepper says, do you think that you're not? <laughs> right. And Michaela's like, well, I think that I can be. <laughs> so... Girl, what do you mean? You are. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely are. Yeah, that's a yes. That's a yes. Um, <laughs> me up. So Dr. Pepper says that there have been some ugly scenes, and she asked Michaela, like, if you could go back in time, what would you change? And Michaela says she regrets having a panic attack. <laughs> Man. She uh, regrets watching him drive off at that retreat. So we see that flashback of her going ham, and she says she just didn't understand why he would get in the road, get on the road instead of having a conversation with her. So I don't, I didn't look, go back and look this up, but did her dad die in a car accident? Um, I, I want to say he did. It was definitely unexpected, like something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's what I thought. Oh, maybe she was just like, dang, I don't want you no. going on this no. road. What she said, she said mm-hmm. that at the time, no. <laughs> I don't want you to go out on the roads. It's these country roads. It's dark. And it's going to take you hours to get home. She did say that. And she said that very calmly to him before she exploded. But and where she came from with her concern. She wanted him to stay. She wanted him to stay. But I think. She wasn't worried about that man. But even <laughs> the moment he was like, I hear you. Like, I think he was like, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But I still want to leave. So right. not that that makes it his fault. But she did express that to him calmly. And again, this is not on him. Like, you know, that is her stuff that she's mm-hmm. got to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel empathy for her. I think okay. that's fair. Um, so Dr. Pepper says that she feels like at this point, Neither of them can cope with the mismatch on how they handle their emotions. And she tells Michaela that she really wants her to work on her reactions. Mm-hmm. And she understands that, that her father's death is triggering to her. Um, but she needs to work on projecting that loss onto a relationship, which is absolutely correct. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so then we get another diary cam of Michaela saying that... Um, she thought that, like, even though Zach walked out of the that meeting with Dr. Pepper, she thought that was going to be it. But then he called her later that night asking for a closure meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling my eyes. And 
And yeah. the, he, she has no idea what is going on. She's like, I'm going into this blind. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't, you know, are we going to make up? Are we going to break up? What the hell is a closure meeting? Why are you calling me, sir? So, and this is the shit that he does that's annoying. Yeah, now then I was like, okay. You're not going to walk and then tell me you want closure, <laughs> my guy. Like, come on. If um, you want closure, you're going to get it. Right. You got it when you closured that door after during our meeting. You got that. That's what but you want. Then he didn't want a closure meeting. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. See, and this is why his ass is annoying. So, <laughs> so, are so you gonna talk about the closure meeting? Yes. 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 Okay, go ahead. okay. So they meet up with Dr. Pepper again. She says, "I'm happy you guys are meeting, but I have two rules: one, no interrupting, and two, y'all got to stay civil." Because I'm only four foot eight. I can't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Dr. Pepper asks Zach what his goals are for this meeting. It's the same question we're all asking. Why are we here, Zach? So um, he says that he just wants to figure out how they got to the point and what lessons they can take to better themselves moving forward. And then he tells okay. Michaela, right. <laughs> do I have to be here for this? Like, right. Um, so... He tells her that, like, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you have to say anything about what I could have done differently. And Michaela says, my passion may have been misconstrued, but I was giving it my all. And then she turns to Dr. Pepper and tells her, Zach never replied to any of my text messages or my phone calls. And I get that he needs space, but I was trying to, you know, I was trying. And that I understood that for Zach, there was no coming back. And I accept that. So why am I here? <laughs> so. But she called, she refers to that. This is the problem. She referred to her reactions as passion. That's yeah, passion. That's not passion. That's loco. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> it's I beyond. Thought, I caught that. I'm like, girl, that is that's far from passion. Passion is when you try to get your point across. You cry. You you may even yell. It's not passion when you're throwing things and storming off that's not passion no no um yeah <laughs> so you're right she completely downplayed that and it's not fair that's not fair no, um, no it's not it's that's not what that was <laughs> <laughs> but she does accept the fact like okay i was passionate i reached out to you you said multiple times, not only did you ignore me, but you walked out of our, our conference with Dr. Pepper the first time. So mm -hmm. I'm now accepting the fact that you don't want to fuck with me, right? So mm -hmm. um, she says, that said, I think you'll agree that I put in as much effort as you did. And I just don't want to look back and think that I never gave, that you never gave me a chance or didn't want me because that wasn't the case. And so then Dr. Um, if they gave, ever gave each other enough affirmations and they're both like, yeah, yeah, it was great. Like most of our relationship was pretty cool. She's really great. She's lovely. She always lifts me up and says nice things like that. I was surprised they actually agreed on something. I was like, wow, they both, I, that's, they both agreed on one thing. On one, on one thing. <laughs> when they go on dates, they have a great time. I mean, there's no denying that they seem to be having fun with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but so 
Dr. Pepper's like, wait, so am I to understand that your relationship was mostly positive, but it was the blowups that, that were the deal breaker? And Zach is like, well, we've been having the same conversation the entirety of these seven minutes that we've been together and nothing's changed. And Dr. Pepper's like, well, if it was an easy fix, you would have fixed it by now. And right. um, uh, so she's like, you know, I just think that you guys should agree on working on the issue together if you want to work on this, because, um, you know, I just think, Zach, you have some knowledge of things that would have helped more now. And Zach says he understands, but he just wants them to be in the best position possible and like divorce or not. So Dr. Pepper says, I think I need to reiterate that like, Divorce to you, Zach, meant something different than it does to Michaela. Yes, and that, that was very that was a very good point that she made. Yes. Yes. Um, and that uh what did she say after that? Okay, and then, so Zach is like, Well, Michaela, if I said yes on decision day and I made the promise now to say yes on decision day, um, would it make you feel comfortable enough to talk to me again to see if we can work on things? Because when I say I want to divorce you, I also think it's not going to dictate our future, which is confusing. <laughs> yeah. He, I, I was now, I was riding with that this whole time until that moment. Right. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Like, divorce has a definition for a reason. That means final. That means legal. That means we're not just going to pull an Eric in Virginia and be like, we're legally divorcing, but we're going to see how our relationship goes. I mean, y'all can do whatever you want, but it's also, that's not what I'm thinking. If that's not her definition of divorce. No. And it's not anybody else's. (laughs) (laughs) um, Now, I've been riding with it this whole thing. I've been riding with him. But when he said that, oh, then he was like, you know, you want to laugh. You know, you want to smile. Right. I'm like, huh? Now, how did you? Okay, now, bro. Right. What are we doing? This is a closure meeting. Right. Me you don't want to get a divorce and you want me to laugh and smile? Right. You're now texting me. After the 5011 text that I love you and I miss you and I want you back saying I want to have a closure meeting on camera. And now you're like, oh, you know, you want me, girl. How about we get together then, after Shadi? Yeah, like, hang what? Out. <laughs> huh? You know you want to hold my hand? Like what so- happened between the f- walkaway meeting to this for you to come to this conclusion? That's what I want to know. We're missing that whole part, and I need to know. I need to know as well. And you know how I knew that Michaela knew that she was breaking up with this dude? Because she had her wig. Her wig looked like Paige. It was the wig of a woman who was done. She's <laughs> an effort into putting like heat styling on this. Like, I'm not even going to bother looking good for this man because he's breaking. This is our closure meeting. I might as well just look <laughs> hell. So. <laughs> well, usually you try to look good so they know what they're missing. But yeah, that wig was a hot mess. And there's a couple other wigs she's been wearing that wasn't looking good either. She has really nice natural hair, but I know it's hard to style. It's so thick. thick. Um, She came in that Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus blazer with the space on it and that tired wig and was like, you know what? She, I don't even think she was wearing makeup. 
Mm-mm. But she still looks very pretty. <laughs> She's gorgeous, no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but that wig was tired. That wig was like. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but I feel like I could see the the on the part there was like a late little lace part that you could see. Right. She. Yeah. You can't. You can't have that. She came to the closure meeting with no closure. Um, right. <laughs> so. With no closure, girl. <laughs> That's funny. So they, uh, Dr. Pepper does this exercise that she said she got from her husband, which is that you hold hands. Like if y'all are in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. hold hands and vow to communicate later. Mm-hmm. Because that denotes some sort of intention or some sort of, uh, you know, commitment to the relationship or whatever. So Michaela yeah. gave him the last two things. She gave him the right. pink, pinky and the ring. She gave him her pinky ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> she is <was> so petty. <laughs> she cracks. She's funny. I'm sorry. She's funny. Um, so they agreed to talk later before decision day. And like you said, so... Zach is like, all right, can we talk right after this? And Michaela turns to Dr. Pepper and says, you see why I'm confused? And I'm like, yeah, girl, mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I finally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I still don't like her reactions, but I did I did agree with her in that, in that moment. That's fair. I, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. So then we get Dr. Viviana on screen, and she says that the rest of the episode is going to be uh, the couples going back to each other's roots and digging deep. And then they're also having the assignment of writing letters to their younger selves during a time that would have been very important for them. So mm-hmm. let's go back to Bao and Johnny. So we go to Johnny's house first mm-hmm. and he's got a bunch of pictures of him growing up and the neighbors and the friends and he, he had like a very close family unit and they would spend like the weekends together and all this like nice little village that he has. So in a confessional, first he gets to a picture of his family, like mm-hmm. a picture with his dad in it. Let's just put it that way. And he straight up says, I have daddy issues, which is, you know, you could have told us that like 17 episodes ago. You didn't need to tell us that at this point, but um, this this whole season should have been called Married at First Sight Daddy Issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Everybody has on. Funny. <laughs> um, so he says that, you know, he, he still views this, like, his world is very sitcom. He's like, you know, I didn't have the dad to throw the ball at me at the park and, you know, do that, teach me how to be a man and teach me how to shave and mm-hmm. t- and like okay I mean that's that that's his feelings I guess I just think it's very like basic but whatever mm-hmm. um but clearly it affected you so I'm gonna let you have that so he says yeah. you know I might have some deficiencies that are stemming from that and then he reads the letter to himself and says mm-hmm. well you know you're not a billionaire lightsabers aren't a thing yet but you're happy and you're healthy and uh, basically you didn't get the life that you thought you would but at the end of the day it was best for your mom and you got a village and then he starts to talk about how his dad really did try like I was under the impression that his dad just like dipped 
and was like, bye. Mm-hmm. But then we find out that it was really more of a decision that his mom made and that his dad went so far as to uh, find a house for them, fly them all out to L.A., show them the house, say that, hey, I want to start this new life together. And his mom put her foot down and was like, not doing it. And his dad never came back to Texas. So that was pretty deep. And he says in a confessional that, you know, in Asian households, there's still a lot of shame around divorce, but he's really yeah. proud of his mom uh, because she deserves better. And right. then, and so does Val. It, right, right. Then he said something that really triggered me. He said, I think about my dad eating dinner alone every night. And I just don't want to be that guy. And it sounds I, like AJ. <laughs> Right. And then I keep thinking about how he blows bow shit up every time they sit down for dinner. And it's like, but you are ending up alone at dinner every night because you blow her shit up every time you guys sit down for a meal. So that working out for you. (laughs) Well, he was saying, you know, my mom deserves better. My dad wasn't the best. And this is I'm like, you sound exactly like your dad. Mm -hmm. You sound exactly like your dad. He even said something like, my dad wasn't around, but he still raised me or something like that. He still affected me directly, something like that. Um, But then, yeah, like it was a a moment. And then you think that he is going to have an aha moment. And he says, you know, I should be in a happy marriage, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, even though I really want it. And. Mm -hmm. Bao says, you know, she she thinks that she has a better idea of the man who he is now, which I thought was shade, but true. <laughs> and um, then they go to the plot of land where Bao's trailer was. The trailer's was like, not- what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> I was confused until she explained. I was like, okay. Yeah. So the trailer's not there anymore, and Bao says in a confessional that most people in her life don't know about her background because she's always been really ashamed of how she grew up. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I, part of me feels like I shouldn't even, like Johnny doesn't even deserve to have me share this with him, which he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, <clears throat> but, Especially you know. Especially because she got so emotional. Like, that was really uh, sad time or story to hear right so, and she, then she got so emotional and it's like the only person that was there was him right it's like trying to seek comfort in like a cactus <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he really didn't want to hug her but he knew he had to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna talk about that in a second so she shows pictures of the the trailer and she says you know even when we got it it was old and in bad shape and she starts telling stories about uh, like weird stories about just like what kids do when they don't have any money or resources or friends around uh-huh. like her neighbors had a fruit tree. And so they would just throw the fruit cause they had so much of it just out on the street. And then she was talking about setting fire to her Barbies. And <laughs> like, I mean, she clearly had a lot of time on her hands, but he looked so disinterested in, in everything she was saying. He looked disgusted. He looked horrified. He looked uncomfortable. He looked yeah, like like he was embarrassed of her past, which was, she was exactly right. Like he did not deserve to 
see those moments of her being vulnerable. And then she starts talking about how she reads a letter to herself and she starts talking about how, you know, childhood vow was really ashamed and, but like that, that those experiences made her grow into a more compassionate person and how her parents were just doing the best they could. And her dad was going through it because he went through the war and he lost a lot of his friends and he had PTSD and there was nobody around to help him at the time. And that there were really dark times, but there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And eventually she's going to go on to grow up and make her family really proud of her. And Johnny hugs her and in a confessional, he says, when Bao started sharing about her parents, something clicked in him. And he wondered if he was like his parents. And then he realized that he was. And then mm-hmm. um, he's, that he even goes so far to say that, like, the fact that his parents got divorced made him subconsciously feel like that divorce was an option in the future right. and that it shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, he he kind of made it seem like, well, if you're if you're not feeling <clears throat> like he kept saying, my mom deserved better, my mom deserved better, then you shouldn't be in the marriage. And divorce is definitely an option, even though he like he said earlier, that it's not common in the Asian or it's frowned upon in the Asian community. But you're not giving any reason for her to stay married to you, right? So. But- It's not about you getting a divorce. It's about her getting one. Right. Something's not clicking, but nothing has ever been clicking with Johnny, as we see. So, um, Bao tells Johnny that she's never really shared any of this stuff in her past relationships. And then she starts talking about how her mom is like the glue that holds their family together. Mm. But even though her parents are fine now, she kind of wonders, like, when things were bad between them... What would have happened? Like, would have things have been better if she had just broken up with their dad? Or who knows? Yeah, I mean, it was telling about her dad um, being a war hero and everything like that. And and all the stuff that he's dealt with afterwards. That was a lot. I mean, her yeah. mom probably could have walked, but she didn't. Yeah. Which is she... why, maybe that's why she feels so adamant about, you know, holding on and trying or whatever. I, I would imagine because she's mentioned that her dad had a drinking problem to the point where her friends had to stop being her friends and their parents didn't want her hanging out with their kids hanging out with her anymore. So, I mean, that sounds like a time where you would cut and run normally. And, and mm-hmm. I can imagine she's been like, dang, if my dad had substance abuse issues, uh, other abuse to her and they got through it and now their relationship is great. Like I can handle this man being a little bitch to me every time we sit down for dinner. You know? Right, exactly. She's, <laughs> that's why she's able to deal with him because it was she's seen so much worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he is he's just a, a punk bitch. That stuff her dad was going through that's real stuff. Yeah, Johnny's just whack. Exactly, exactly. Um, so then Johnny says, you know, given what her parents have gone through, it speaks volumes of how Bao views marriage, like we just said, and, and he feels like it gives them hope. I don't know why he thinks that, but okay. Um, he did for a moment say something that I was like, okay, 
Maybe he, right. maybe it's, maybe we're giving up too hard because people have real serious things that they made it through. And I was like, okay, maybe he will see, you know, things a little bit differently, but then we can talk about the rest later. Right. Do you want to get to the Dr. Pepper session now or later? Well, we can, we can talk about it now. Okay. So there it's their time for their uh, session with Dr. Pepper. And she comes over and says, you know, we only get just like brief, uh, you know, updates on what you guys are up to. So why don't you guys tell me what has been going on since the last time I saw y'all and Bao says that they spoke, they agree to have these level one conversations. And Dr. Pepper's like, what does that mean? Like you say and bye to each other. Like, I don't know. Ask pastor cow, ask your boy. He's the one who made Um, so then Dr. Pepper's like, okay, well, what are y'all trying to accomplish now? And Johnny says, he doesn't think he's learned everything he could learn about their relationship and about Bao, but he's learned everything he wants to learn. (laughs) And then he says, I had a conversation with Bao's quote unquote best friend, Sarah, and Mm. he just it's just like bomb, bomb, bomb after bomb. Clearly, Bao didn't know that they had this conversation. Oh my god! And this little monster, Sarah, he says that she called him. She hit him up because she was in the market for a new car. So he has right. a test. Maybe she wanted he's a car salesman. Is he? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she need to call him? She probably just wanted a Tesla because he's got one. Whatever. Please. I don't I don't know why she's calling. She's calling her to be a bitch. Yeah. Is what I know. Um, so he said they started talking about the car, and then Sarah was just like, Oh, uh, how's your relationship? Tell me all about it, right? Even though I haven't talked to my friend about it and my alleged friend, and he's he said that, you know, things aren't going well and he was feeling this kind of way. And he says the more he told Sarah, the more Sarah was like, oh, this makes sense. And, you know, I, yeah, I can understand because this is how Bao is in her relationships. And then in a confessional, Johnny says that Sarah told him that not only would she not date Bao, that she wouldn't tell anybody else that she knew to date her either. And that Sarah told him that Bao has a pattern of breaking her partners down and then to the point where they have no choice but to lean on her and then she builds them back up into the person that she wants them to be. I was like, what? <laughs> now, I had... That was the craziest thing I have ever heard. It, crazy. And I had seen last week... I like. Y'all know I really try to avoid spoilers. And this is not a spoiler now that it's out. But I had seen on Reddit or something that somebody, some anonymous person who claimed to be an ex of Bows, mm-hmm. basically had said something very similar about her. And that she was just very one way behind the scenes and presented the best version of herself publicly. And that... um just saying like he basically had nothing good to say that she was manipulative and and whatever and johnny said right into that he's like i've i've been waiting for somebody to right finally tell me that that's the case right johnny was like say less okay i'm gonna break up with her person i barely know 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what? That was, I was sitting there like, oh my God. And it's almost like, it's almost like, in a way though, it's almost like Bao knew this. That's why she said she doesn't talk to Sarah about her relationships and that yeah. she, he, he shouldn't be getting information from her. Yeah, but, she said, didn't she say that Sarah was like the last person that she would talk to? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I me wonder what is really going on. I'm wondering if maybe, I don't know, a bit, here's the thing. Like, if you had some shitty relationships in your past, I don't know. Here was my question to you. Let's say, would, wouldn't your feelings be hurt if one of your friends said that about you? Absolutely, especially if they didn't tell me. Because to me, that's, that's how they felt about me. Why are we even friends then, you know? Right. Especially, <laughs> yeah, why are we friends? Why are you my friend? That's why she says she, don't, she doesn't trust women. She doesn't have a lot of friends. But again, it almost kind of seemed like she was like, oh, damn, she done told my stuff. Because she said, this is a, this is today is today. And those other relationships are other relationships. So it's almost like she kind of somewhat acknowledged it a little bit by saying yeah. that, mm-hmm. um, which isn't good. But at the same time, I have not, not seen any evidence that she has been doing that in this relationship because he's verbally abusive to her. And I remember a time where she did say, when I decided to do this, I made the decision to do completely different, mm-hmm. to treat this relationship completely different than my past ones and to learn from my mistakes and to not bring that stuff into this marriage. So I feel like how much are we going to punish people for being shitty partners to other people? Mm-hmm. How much do you have to take that into consideration? And also, I just feel like... Sarah, you got way too familiar. You do not know this man. Or maybe she does. I don't know. Oh, my. She needs her, she needs her tail beat. She really does. That is Because you don't do that to your friend. You, you don't, don't know this man. You, you don't do. Know, well, maybe she does through different channels. But she, you don't. Even if she did, Bao is your friend, not Johnny. You have no business having a conversation with him about anything other than cars. That's it. That right. was totally out of line, and I, I, I wish that they would have a conversation, showing a conversation between Bao and Sarah, because I would really like to hear what she had to say as to why she felt she she needed to go there. She that better that reunion, horrible. even if it was true, even if, if it was true, right? Then to you me, still her- don't have those kind of conversations with somebody's nan slash husband and husband. I agree. And if it's like, why, why are you friends with her, Sarah? <laughs> if that's how you feel about her, like, what is, what is in it for you? It, I, I just can't imagine saying that about anybody I know. Like, I've been in one situation where I found out a friend was dating another friend and I thought, eh, I don't really see them together, but I didn't say anything because that's not, it wasn't that deep. <laughs> you know, it, that was like, you know, you date somebody and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. Like, it wasn't so deep that I felt the need to warn them, you know? Yeah. Um, 
it, it just that's that's so yeah sarah can catch these hands honestly and it was, was reminding awesome. me, it was reminding me of mindy and zach remember he made that yep. friendship her friend mm-hmm. and that friend was talking shit about mindy behind her back that's and hanging out with him what they hanging out yeah that's weird, dog. And I'm wondering, yeah, girls, all right. you know, maybe I have. That's why Val says she has trouble having friends because that's what if that's what people are doing, I would understand. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, the only thing that could make sense in my mind is if Sarah has some sort of interest in Johnny, because she what, might. what else would motivate you to be so vile? He might. That's that would be that would be a reason. It's not a good one, but it's a reason. It's the only one that makes sense to me, because otherwise you're just doing this to be a bitch. <laughs> the main thing is when he started talking about his conversation with Sarah, he's like, Yeah, I got her ass. This is it. This is gonna be it for everybody. Everybody's gonna finally figure it out. But the what I got from that is, dude, that was you are you are way worse than I thought you were, because you mm-hmm. literally went from it was it was so horrible that he did that and then brought it up in the session without having a conversation with Bow about it, talking to her friend, bringing it up like yeah this is this is this is this is finally gonna let everybody know what's going on. That was I wouldn't have nothing else to say to him. I know mm-hmm. they had dinner after that, but. I don't know why. And he left again. Yeah. It's like yeah. he's he at what point did they go from having their wedding and and the whole ceremonial thing that they did which was all beautiful and the whole um honeymoon to how when did they get from that to he, he despises her. Like he hate he yeah. loathes her. Right. How and did this that happened. I, this is what doesn't make sense to me because I know that people have been saying that he's been talking about how she, you know, she, you're not getting what you see with her, but this, his reactions and her, his treatment of her is just, it doesn't add up. Like even it's not if adding up, what did she do? What did she do? Because I know that if she had done something that bad, he would have gotten hired a skywriter to put it all across Houston. Right. <laughs> To say what she did that was so awful so it's just not adding up to me the math ain't math and, and this is his treatment of her is just mean it's just straight he is, up he's verbally mean. abusive it's so cruel he's it, cruel he's awful he says mean things how did we get from when he bought her extra large um the wrong or whatever he bought her at the at the honeymoon to right. saying I literally don't want to I literally could have been matched with anybody else in the world but you. How did yeah. that happen? Because she baby talked? Right. Because she said she didn't cook. I mean she cooked all the time and she doesn't. Like how how did you get that amount of hate inside of you for her? Right. Like, it takes it, I don't even have enough energy to hate somebody the way he hates her. He <laughs> hates her. It is a, a full-time job for him to just find different ways to be mean to her. And hate her. It's, and, it's, and 20, it's 40, 40 hours a week. <laughs> and it's like, 
he works eight to he works nine to five yeah. looking for stuff and he's he's working overtime too right. because he's the, talking to her friends right 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 we, i really want to know what happened i'm so it, confused did she i don't know what she did to for him to feel so, that, that badly about her I fully agree. So many things were wrong about that. Sarah, you can go on Twitter or go on Google if you want to find out about a Tesla so bad. Or ask anybody else. Go on to a car forum, okay? Go to the Tesla store if you're serious about it. You could. Why don't you tweet at Elon Musk and ask him? Secondly, you don't need to be asking about the marriage. And this is where Johnny comes in. You don't need to be divulging all this shit and and unloading on her and letting the chopper spray all over your wife. And secondly, and and fourth, don't she doesn't need to be validating and being like, oh yeah, like see, I wouldn't recommend. You know, she's awful. Like fuck if, both. Right. If they were, yeah. If they, if that was your girl, you should be like, girl, he tried to. I asked him how everything was going. He tried to go there, and I told him, you know what? You need to talk to Val. That's what she should have said. Yeah. And that should have been, she should have cut him off. At the most, you say, like, yeah, I understand what you're feeling, and then you and then you move on. You keep it pushing. You don't offer, you don't give him any encouragement to leave. You don't say, you know, you listen, and then you're like, I, I hear you, like, that really sucks, and I'm sorry, or whatever. But other than that, you don't need to be saying shit, Sarah. And the fact that she didn't even call her to give her a heads up that this conversation happened. Right. Exactly. My mouth was on the floor. I'm like, what? With friends like Sarah, who needs enemies, truly? Right. Um, so Val says, like you said, she straight up says, like, yeah, I've made my mistakes in the past, but... I don't really think it's relevant to this current relationship. And I wish you had talked to me. <laughs> I wish you had told me that you talked to Sarah. And I'm kind of feeling betrayed on both sides right now. And you should. And you should. And in a confessional, she starts crying and says, like we said, that she's always been afraid um, of having, she's not had that many female friendships in her life. And she thought that Sarah was the one person that she could count on. And Johnny's reaction is just like to her saying, I feel betrayed. It's just like, yeah, whatever. And he shrugs. And Val says, okay, Sarah has not seen me in this relationship. And I'm trying to be accountable. And Johnny's just like, well, that's your opinion, though. And it's like, well, that was Sarah's opinion, but you're taking that as gospel. So, right. And he just, he went, he, he went from, let's talk about Tesla's to everything she said is, Legit, 100. You didn't date this girl. Right. So you are, we're missing something because. We're missing a lot of things. We're missing something because she did, in a way, vow, kind of admit to being like that by saying she was trying to do something differently. Mm -hmm. So, but if he's so willing to say all what Sarah said, why doesn't he just say what's been really been happening? Right. Exactly. Instead of instead of belittling her and verbally abusing her and do all the other all these other things, he should be saying, Y'all don't know when when this is happening at home, this is what she does. Right. And they need to address that. 
Mm-hmm. Not the what he's doing, which is being mean and cruel and everything, not communicating to her and telling everybody else how much he hates her, basically. Yeah, I agree. So Dr. Pepper says, you know, maybe Sarah has seen Bao through a relationship or two, but I just think that it would be fair for you to at least tell Bao exactly the conversation that you had with Sarah. You don't have to do it in front of me, but I think you owe her that. And give Bao the opportunity to at least defend herself and respond to what Sarah said. And then maybe you need to explain why you think or why you believe Sarah is the ultimate authority, because it seems like you really do believe her. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. And she says, listen, Johnny, I know you don't really want to do the emotional work, but, um, you know, I think you need to take in each other's percep- perceptions and feelings, and it, you. I think you guys owe each other that. So, mm-hmm. I that was wild. Yeah, and then when he when she tried to do that, he walked out. Yep, and left her with a with a, a bottle of champagne and and uh, whatever he had, whatever they were eating. <laughs> that was horrible. I, I really couldn't believe Sarah did that to her. That's wild. What a betrayal. What an absolute betrayal. That was Um, bad. Real bad. I mean, my God. I'm mad at mom. I'm mad at our our mom's name is Sarah, (laughs) y'all. I know. (laughs) Let's just say hers is spelled with H. (laughs) So it's not like our mom. Our mom doesn't have an H. This Sarah definitely has an H. Um, so let's move on to Mirla and Gil. Okay. We start off going to, uh, Gil's old neighborhood and he's showing the basketball court where he used to get in trouble or the fake basketball court. They would get a shopping cart and turn it upside down to, to be, play the hoop. And, and he was like, you know, I was probably some doing some hood rat shit with my friends that I shouldn't have been doing, but whatever. And. Then he shows the apartment that he grew up in. Yeah. Also the apartment where his father was killed. And he tells this horrific story about how horrible. I I, I, I can't imagine. I can't even believe that he's as well adjusted and as lighthearted as he is. But he said that he was sleeping on the couch in the living room. And that's where the front door is. So you open the front door. You look to your left, you see the couch, and that's where he was sleeping. This guy busts through the door, walks right past him, goes to where his father is in the back of the house. So his dad sees, he opens the doors, like, what's going on? As soon as he sees this guy, he closes the door and puts his back to the door. So then the guy shoots at the door six or seven times, hits his father one time in the neck, and then runs out. Um. So at that point, Gil calls 911. He's in the back of the ambulance with his dad. He said they were able to stop the bleeding, but it was just all chaos. They get to the hospital. 20 minutes later, the doctor says, we lost your father. And he's just like, I didn't know what to do. I just said, okay. And I left. Yeah. He said, it took me probably about two weeks for me to realize, like, what exactly happened. Just a horrific, horrific story, and 
Mirla says, you know, she really appreciates Gil for sharing that experience because she's lost her father. She knows how it feels. And they even like both of their fathers were killed. Yeah, or, bad in a, in a very bad, horrific way. Both of them. Violent, violent ways. And it's just, she's like, I know how it feels. Like, I know how it feels to lose your dad at a young age and feel like you missed out on that time and feel like cheated out. Mm-hmm. Time with him and um he tells Mirla like I've told people the story about my dad passing but I've never taken anybody here mm-hmm. uh, and yeah he they walk away and he's like gosh I kind of wonder what would have happened if my dad had alive but had stayed alive like I, my life would have been completely different yeah I would have well, liked to hear him expand on that yeah well a couple of things um First of all, this has been the saddest hometown visit sure. episode ever. <laughs> I'm like, Lord have mercy, everybody's hip story sad. Right. But um, you know, when someone says, "I I understand how you feel," I in this particular case, I really think Mirla understands how he feels. Like, yeah, we know how it feels to lose your dad. We don't know how to lose your dad like that. No. Yeah, that's they really understand where each other is coming from. So that alone is a good, not a good, but a a level of understanding that they're going to always have for each other. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it's wild that they were matched together because it's such a specific situation. Yeah, a very specific and horrific situation. Yeah. Um, so after that, Mirla, we don't go back to her house, but she takes us back to, um, some <laughs> How is this related to your life? <laughs> it was like, y'all aren't going to get my business. I'm not about to cry these lashes out. Exactly. So. I'm like, volleyball? Come on, girl. Could have thought of something else. She was so she happy. Was more concerned about the fact that she could fit into her jersey than anything else. <laughs> Like, yes, bitch, this is my high school jersey, and I look even better now because my arms are sculpted. So get into it. Um, okay. She couldn't play volleyball, though. Somehow Gil beat her, even though he was sit- playing volleyball in jeans. Right. They did look like they had fun, though. <laughs> they always look like they have fun. Um, but yeah, they had a good time, and then they go sit down, and she shows him. Well, wait. So when they went to sit down, they got drinks. Where do you get drinks from? Where they have was, the, where they get their drinks from? There was a bar in the background. I'm like, where do you play volleyball and have <laughs> <laughs> only in Texas? I know. I was like, I really want a cocktail. <laughs> in that moment, right. I had to think about was that those cocktails look so good. They did look good. It wasn't just like a well drink uh-huh. that they looking at you. Like those were people put some love into that. It, right. they, I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I want a cocktail too while I listen to the rest of the story. So, um, Mirla starts to dig deep. Just kidding. She starts talking about how she was, you know, in high school and how great she was. But then she, Gil, like, tries to dig deep and is like, do you think that, you know, sports has really led the, shaped you, who you are as a a woman? And she's like, well, I guess. (laughs) She says she mentions the fact that like she really liked volleyball, but they never had a car, so it was hard to get to and from uh, 
practice and stuff. And, and then she says, yeah, like, you have to be organized. You have to be a leader. You have to make sure you have all your ducks in a row because then you're going to have to play this game and, and how hard their mom worked and how she and her siblings are like a testament to their mom's hard work and how Mm -hmm. they took that into now being hardworking adults. And Mm -hmm. she shows Gil that picture of the first house that she remembers, the one that she told us about, which is just four walls, and a tin roof, like no rooms, yeah. just a room. Where was that? Like, I don't know. Cause I was wondering like, is this in Texas or she mentioned going back to Mexico, but she said my mom's from Mexico. So I don't think she ever lived there. I think yeah. she's American. That looked like when she said she lived in a, a one bedroom house, I thought she was exaggerating, but no, that was, that was definitely kind of shack living. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, so then Mirla asks Gil, like, here's the house. Like, you see why I like high rise and stuff? And he's like, no. <laughs> She's like, okay. So in a confessional, he's like, well, I just wonder if, you know, she's focused on the wrong things. And if she forgets where she comes from, like what? I don't yeah. understand. He makes, he makes these leaps with her financial stuff that don't, they, they're not going to make sense to me. They're never going to make sense. I don't get it. I'm completely on Mirla's side mm-hmm. with this stuff. And I don't, I think he's projecting, he's insecure and he just needs to be honest about that. Cause that's all I'm seeing. Well, when he said that, I was like, okay. She she feels the way she feels because she probably had dreams of not living like that. So she wants to live in the complete opposite of that, which would be high rises with all these things and amenities and all that. Okay, so I get that. But when he says, don't forget where you came from, uh, trying to help him out here. <laughs> like, I, I think it's make sure that the important things in life are not things. They are people, happiness, things that you cannot buy. Right. And I think if he would have said that, that would have made more sense. But that's not what he said. That's not what he said. And I just think he he goes from point A to point D in a way that doesn't really make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I think he causes himself more strife getting all worked up about this stuff. Because I don't really think it's that deep for her. Mm -mm. Um. So then they meet up with Dr. Pepper 
she comes over and gets right to it and says, all right, so Gil, you called Mirla a negative Nancy. So like, what does she have to do to get you to stop? And, <laughs> and he's like, well, I just need her to be like more optimistic and more open-minded about things because like, we'll find ourselves in situations. And most of the time she goes into it negative and, um, you know, nine times out of 10, she actually ends up enjoying it. And I just wish that's that, so. <laughs> no, that's, it's completely fair. Um, and I also agree that like, if it brings him down and he feels like he's got to dig through his well of emotions to make her feel better, then that's going to get exhausting and annoying. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, like I said, I do think that he takes things a little too deep. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that she is um, wired to complain. But again, I don't think it's like she's really feeling as negative. She, I just think she's like somebody who has to get it out there and then it's fine. But like, I, I understand why that's annoying. But I also wish that he would not take it so seriously. Yeah. He's picking on her about that a lot. Um, yeah. But it, it also is kind of annoying because, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, every time you want to do something, it's like, well, I wish it wasn't like this. Right. Why can't you just enjoy it? That is annoying. It is annoying. That would get to me. It is. It um, is. And hopefully, it's just, I wonder what her issues are with him because it always seems like it's what she needs to fix. Yeah. We've but never heard her say, never and- hear about, yeah, what is he doing? Yeah, she needs to call him out on some stuff, and then maybe it'll be a little bit more even. <laughs> She's about to, and I'm I'm looking forward to it honestly because he needs it. But she always takes what he says on the chin. Mm-hmm. She, she does, and she she might. It, there are times where I know that it bothers her or hurts her. Yeah, right. She accepts it. She doesn't fight him on it. She says, she, "I receive it." And she takes it in and she moves on. And that is something that he really needs to take into consideration because people are not going to be as understanding (laughs) as Mirla is. So, Well, at some point she's going to be like, do you ever say anything nice? You know, but maybe they, maybe, maybe what we're seeing is limited. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe he's, because she did say, you know, I... I'm choosing to love my husband and I do think they love each other. And I do think she's happy with him. Not just because yeah, he's a person that loves her, but I do think she actually really is happy with him in, you know, for real. And I do think she's falling for him and he does seem like a good person. And I, I just think he, he wants her to, he's coming from a different perspective, just like the house thing, instead of him saying, don't forget where you came from. He should have said, you know, the, these are just things you can't take with you. With the complaining thing, you know, maybe he just needs to find a different way to say, hey, you always wind up having fun. So why don't you try having fun first and then tell me if you don't like it? You know, just come a different way. Come from a different angle. Yeah. I, I, it does seem like he he's saying things that are true, but it's just a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if she's ever going to be like, do you have to pick on every time I say something? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I'm looking forward to that day. Um, so uh, what happens after that? So 
Mirla agrees that she does have a tendency to get negative. Um, and Dr. Pepper asks how she can change that. And she says, well, you know, like, I just need to change. So then they say, like, they're really good at communicating with each other without bringing the other one down. And um, uh, excuse me, Gil starts to say, you know, when people love each other and then he says, he corrects himself and he's like, well, when people are married to each other, they should be able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Pepper is like, well, I can't help but notice that you just kept, you know, the L word keeps popping up. So has that been explored? Have you guys said I love you to each other? They both say no. Um, I'm sure Mirla doesn't remember because she was zooted off those 25 cent martinis that she did <laughs> said that she loves him, but we'll move on from that. Um, so she talks about, you know, I made the choice to love him. I haven't said it to him directly, but I have made the choice to love him and be with him every day. And, and we, you know, to grow and learn together. And so Gil says that the reason why he hasn't said it, even though he might have feelings in the love category that in past relationships, he said, I love you when he didn't really mean it way too quick. And then he kind of had to, get out of that. So he just wants to make sure that when he says it, he actually means it. So Mm -hmm. then Dr. Pepper's like, all right, Gil, how much are you going to have to save to have a house and and, and have children? And Gil says, well, we haven't really talked about a concrete number. She's Dr. Pepper's asking you, Gil, not we, but um, he says, we haven't really come up with a concrete number, but we have talked about how we want to put 20% down on a house and Mirla wants to be financially secure enough for us to have a nanny for a kid. You know what that concrete number is because you know how to calculate 20%. Right. <laughs> so how much do you have? <laughs> right. Exactly. How much of that do you have? 20% is easy, dog. <laughs> you know how to calculate 20%, dude. Times 0.2. Um, so... Then, uh, you know, Mirla says, I just want to be at the point where we're comfortable living life. Okay. I want to be able to go on trips. I want to be able to do nice things on occasion. I want to, you know, just live. She wants to live an upper middle class life, something that is not that weird. Okay. And so Gil says, well, I'm just not going to enable certain things like you shopping as crazily as you do. And Mirla's like, well, why not? And he's like, well, because it's not conducive to a marriage. What part? What? Here's my thing. Is it like, I look at you and Mirla kind of the same. And you're like both two single ladies. You're doing well for yourself. You got your, you can splash out every now and again if you want to. And it's nothing, right? Because you, you are fiscally responsible. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming into a relationship with a guy who makes significantly less than you, who is in significantly less stable financial standing than you. And he has the audacity to tell you that you need to curb your wild spending because <laughs> to, the, to the marriage that you guys are having together. What, what would you say? Cause I well, would like, is that your way of telling me you don't have the 20% <laughs> or you're half of the 20%. Right. Like, Cause she has all her ducks in the row. There's not anything that he can say. She makes more, she saves more, she's got more, she's more prepared in this marriage than you are. You said that you're starting off in this marriage with nothing, 
And you're saying that this is not conducive to your marriage, sir. Get your pockets up and then we can have this conversation. Well, she said, he, I mean, he said, we can get there faster if you stop the spinning. Um, no, like we can get there faster if you have more in your savings account already. <laughs> right. Um, Just say, like, again, it's all about how he says it. So, because he's talking about her saving faster. So right. You need her to change so she can save faster, but she's already saved. She already has the savings. She's so already getting into the You're asking her to ready. put in more. Right. Right. Which I guess if she makes more money, she should, but that's not how you're going to tell me that, though. Well, and that's another conversation that you need to be having. Who is she going to be because she's the breadwinner putting in more? Is like, what is it going to look like? These are conversations that you need to be having before you put your big foot down and say, uh, this is not conducive to a marriage. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing you're doing, your empty bank account is not conducive to this marriage, sir. So, (laughs) (laughs) what? Yeah, I, I, she's never said anything about not contributing or not contributing more than him because he can't help that that's what he makes. He can't suddenly go do something else because that is an honest career, right? So, yeah, and he'll. There will be nice benefits along the way for him. He'll probably have good good sure insurance, good insurance. He'll probably have a nice little retirement package. Like it's not like he's not doing well for him. He's got a perfectly respectable job, making perfectly respectable money. Yeah. It's not ha- your kind of money, but it is money. It is a job right. and it is a career. Yes. It's a solid career. No doubt about that. But the bottom of the day. <laughs> I just don't know why you're counting my money, sir, when you don't have any. Right. Yeah. And and you're saying we need if we if we could get to this goal, whatever this goal is of the house and the kids in three years, the way you're spending now, but it's a year and a half if you cut back. She's like, why does she have to be eating ramen noodles? She's like, I mean, at some point, you do have to live life. And I'm not gonna be if it's like I don't know. I mean, I guess if we're talking, if he's really talking about like, oh, we can do this in a year and a half if you really put it down and save. Okay, I'll give you that year and a half. But if we're going into the point where because of you, um, it's we're on a five-year plan, then I'm going to be at least getting me a little Starbucks here and there, like while I wait for you to catch up to me. <laughs> so I guess the thing is, she she is kind of like me in a lot of ways because she she has she's okay being corrected (laughs) and so from that standpoint I think she would be like me like I would probably cut back a little bit I'm not gonna cut back all the way right I probably would cut back a little bit because for the sake of the marriage I'm not not gonna not change at all um I think she would be willing to cut back somewhat but to what degree they need to agree on that I'm not hiding purses in. I'm not hiding shopping bags in my trunk for right. you anymore. <laughs> I, anymore. If, if I want to go to the nice restaurant and pay thirty dollars for a two ounces of steak once a year, I'm gonna do that. Okay, I'm gonna get the full set of nails. I'm gonna get my eyelashes done. We're mm-hmm. keeping my eyelashes on a strict, tight schedule. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's it. I, I don't know. I just feel like. By the way, her eyelashes bother the hell out of me, man. They look like they hurt. It looks like it hurts to blink. (laughs) They look so heavy. They do look too heavy. And I know people that have lashes, and they don't look like that. They don't. They don't, and they don't have to look like that. They don't have to look like that's the bottom line. They don't have to look that heavy. Like need somebody else to do those things because the person that's doing them needs to be fired. There, there is so much inconsistency with people who get, who do lashes. Like you can have, like, I have a friend who has like beautiful natural lashes where you would like barely tell that they're not hers. Whereas, yeah, Mirla looks like. They look the, painful. She looks jan- like Janice the Muppet sometimes. It's, it's, it's too, it's, they're, 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 I don't know what it is, but it don't have to look like that. It doesn't. You don't have to be like that, girl. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not against lashes, but no, hers just don't look as good as what she claims that they do. They're a lot, especially because she's got nighttime lashes and you don't even wear makeup in the daytime, girl. So it's just too much. She yeah, doesn't put on a beat. Face, it's a face with lashes. That's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, it's just that. <laughs> Like, oh my god! I, I, want, I hope somebody after the show approaches her and be like, "Can I do your lashes for free?" And then they show her like how they're supposed to be, and Please. how they can look really natural and long and pretty and 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 feminine and fancy without looking like that. But anyway, I digress. Right. I think she would change a little bit, um, and I think she will. But stop attacking me and telling me it in this way. You have to tell me in a different way which would be you know again you can't take those things with you we're trying to save is there anything you're willing to cut back on you know just talk to me a little bit differently like and then I then I can see where you're coming from but don't make it seem like I'm wrong I I, clearly I'm not wrong because I have been doing very well they need to really sit down and have a conversation because they're going to continue to make the situation worse Mm -hmm. If they don't get down to like get the whiteboard from Jose and have him work <laughs> through your budget, uh-uh. <laughs> he is too strict. <laughs> he is too strict. I like Jose though. He would have me in line. <laughs> For real, I put putting your uh, credit score on the refrigerator. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, she does say at some point, like, you know. She does tell Gil, in my last relationship, this was not a problem. Like, if I wanted to do something, I could do it. I didn't have to ask for permission, sir. Well, she wasn't married. True. Um, But she says, you know, if we continue to talk and neither of us wants to budge on this, then it could alter the decision on decision day. Mm, Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. And I, I get that, but I think this is a very easy solution that they're making by not really getting into the numbers of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to know exactly what the difference is. Right. I agree. And I think that we're going to get into that next week, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speaking of Jose and Rachel, let's move on to them. <laughs> I love Jose. Jose be so mad. <laughs> you can tell he is like, He's so rigid, and I understand rigid people because I'm rigid too. Like, no, it's not supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious to me. I don't think he does it like out of 
being a bad person. I think that's just, he's just so rigid. And that's that works for him because he hasn't had to deal with anybody else in his life, like, like the, as a wife. So right. he, likes, he likes things a certain way. And when, <laughs> when she don't be doing that, the look on his face is hilarious. <laughs> like, wait a minute, hold up. Now I thought we... I just told you we not gonna do XYZ. <laughs> right. He's hilarious to me. I like him. Okay, well that's on you, girl. Um, <laughs> <so> it's <laughs> funny to me. That's fair. I, I do spend a good good bit of time laughing at Jose. Um, but not for the reasons that you do. So mm-hmm. Jose starts off by taking Rachel back to his old place. And he says it, it, it's a place that his parents, he, he keeps like, the way he describes this is very weird to me, even though I've heard this story a bunch of times, like, it's not uncommon that a family would move to a different school district because they, they have better schools. But just the way he said it was so like, I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way, but, and it wasn't just because it was, is Jose, it was just how he said it, but he said something, <laughs> you know, my parents built this house in this district because they wanted a better life for the kids. And, you know, he pats himself on the back for going to school and, and going to college. Like, yeah, this is so great. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. He just, it, it all roads led back to like him being a good boy and not his parents working hard to like provide for him. I don't know. It was weird. Um, I didn't pick up on that, but I did pick up on the arroz con gondulis. <laughs> um so then he rachel says you know even though both of our parents are divorced or separated it seems like we still kind of have a good idea of how a family works and how we want our family to work Mm -hmm. and so then they go inside the house and he's showing pictures of him playing basketball going down to the (laughs) your little short butt start playing basketball (laughs) Mookie Blaylock over here. Right. <laughs> and then down on one knee. I'm like, you don't need to be on no knee taking no taking no with basketball. <laughs> don't ever get down on one knee taking basketball. <laughs> so the the basketball was about the same height as his ankle to the same knee. Size, the same size as his head. <laughs> Uh, slightly smaller than his head. So he, smaller. <laughs> he said he was showing pictures of him basketball. He was showing pictures of him and his sister at the hood glamour shots with the, the spray behind it, the can, uh, can spray design behind it. And, and then he was talking, she was like, Oh, when did you play basketball? He's like, Oh, this is where he brings up his earring. Well, I had an earring back then. So she's like, you had an earring. Like, that was surprising. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, you know, I, I pierced my own ear in, like, third or fourth grade. And, you know, the neighbor tried to do it. And he couldn't do it. Like, I could. Like, okay. <laughs> cool story, bro. And then they go into the kitchen. And Rachel's like, well, what did you guys typically eat, you know, on, you know, on, at dinner? And he's like, well, you know, my parents sunk a lot of this money into the house, building the house. So we didn't really have much after that. So we would basically eat, like, rice and beans every night and he really frames this as like a poor thing and Mm -hmm. Rachel's like that's interesting because I never really thought about rice and beans as like a financial status thing I just thought of it as like a Hispanic cultural thing like right 
eat, like, right? That's what we do. We are whatever they are. Right. We're Mexican. We're Puerto Rican. We eat rice and beans. That's not poor status. That's what we eat. Arroz right. con gorules. <laughs> like, it's part of our meals. <laughs> And so in a confessional, she's like, I just kind of think it's interesting that he is acting like he didn't have much growing up because I'm looking in this house and I'm thinking it's a whole house. It's a whole house and you own it. That's good. So Marilyn's house. And then right. tell me why you growing up. Right. So she's like look at, at Bow's house. It, exactly. So if this is what you think is like struggling, then I'm just curious to know like what you think of as good. What does it look like for you to have it all? And uh, so I think Ray I like how Rachel calls him <laughs> ridiculousness. I, I do too. But I thought it was weird that we didn't see her. Did we not we didn't see no, anything? Didn't. Yeah. Um, so uh Dr. Pepper comes over and well, then we didn't see her. We didn't see Zach or Mirla. I'm sorry. We didn't see um, we didn't. Kayla or Zach. Yeah. Well, that's because they're not talking. <laughs> well, we didn't see. We didn't see Rachel Brett. because Rachel got secrets. <laughs> Rachel's. Secrets. Um. So. Yeah. So Dr. Pepper comes over, but before she pe- comes over, she looks up at the refrigerator and was like, "Huh, that's interesting." I'm I'm just taking a look at these index cards that Jose. They're the same index cards that Jose gave Rachel as an apology for locking her ass out. So, like, I promised to check in on you, which Dr. Pepper's like, that seems a little controlling, but I'll move on. Um, <laughs> she continues to tell him he's controlling, which is hilarious. <laughs> She's like, maybe it's not controlling. You can let me know. So then Dr. Pepper says, I don't see anything of you up here, Rachel. I'm not seeing any uh, marker apologies from you. And she's like, well, yeah, because I haven't done anything. Right. <laughs> But you got skeletons in your closet. That's where they are. They're in the closet. And that's where Rachel cracks me up. She's funny. Um, So Dr. Pepper says, I'm here to work on y'all's foundation. And so she asks Rachel what Jose's triggers are. What has she figured out his triggers are? And she says that I notice, like, if I'm making, if I, if Jose feels like I'm making him uh, communicate or talk about something when he's not ready to, that's a trigger for him. And so I've learned to give him space. So we'll watch mm-hmm. our little shows and then he'll air his grievances with me later. And that's what works for us. And I'm fine with that. So um, once we're done watching The Good Wife, he turns to me and says all the things that I've done wrong. So, <laughs> so then uh, she's like, you know, I, I just learned to, this was dark to me. I've learned to give him space and time so that he doesn't say something that he regrets. Mm-hmm. Not healthy. Well, it is for them, I guess. <laughs> something that she needs to watch out for. That's something that he needs to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she says, like, she was the reason why she was avoiding giving him space in the first place is because she's afraid of rejection and that she feels like if she gives him space and time then he's going to take that and run with her run with it and you know but everything's fine now I guess so then Dr. Pepper asks Jose about not being like too overbearing and too controlling and he says you know he's been thinking about how he should be doing things where he should scale back in terms of providing too much and that uh 
you know, Rachel basically had to tell him to take it down a little so they could eventually figure out a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel, he's like, well, you know, like, for example, I was trying to feed Rachel in the beginning and <laughs> she didn't like that. I just figured like I was sharing what I was sharing with her. Like I wanted to share like what's yours is mine. And like, it's okay. She's not a toddler though. Right. <laughs> once in a while is fine but like this is not going to be a thing sir right I'm not a baby <laughs> um yeah like let me ask like if I want the, your little surf and turf I'll ask you mm-hmm. you're not going to airplane food into me every night um so then Dr. Pepper is like okay have you guys shared what you feel like you need in order to be honest and Jose says yeah, I mean, I feel like we've laid out all the cards on the table, but in a confessional, Rachel's like, well, um, there's actually something I haven't told Jose, and I'm kind of nervous about it, and um, yeah, <laughs> like, Rachel. Did you, did you see when Dr. Pepper said, has everything been told, all the honesty, and then she took a big gulp of water? I was like, <laughs> she is so pet. She is <laughs> She's, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I was like, she knew what she was doing. Right. <laughs> she took a huge gulp of water. Anybody have anything they need to confess? Gulp. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, knew, you knew what you knew. You know, you knew what she needed to tell them. She was drinking tea, actually. Like, drinking that good Lipton's tea. Well, she took a good gulp. And then spilled it all on the floor. Um, so, yeah. So, more more on that later. Let's go to Brett and Ryan. Mm. <sighs> so we really didn't see much of them until the very end, which I thought was interesting. Um, and Brett, excuse me, Ryan takes Brett down to the river in an ATV to go fishing. And he's like, oh, I'm just so happy that I can go be country. And I, he, they keep saying country, but we all know what he means by that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, I know that Brett's not used to people as country as me. Like, yeah, Trump supporters. So, um, so they go down by the river and she's like, you know, I do kind of like seeing him in his element because he's a lot more enjoyable. I mean, open. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then Ryan tells Brett about how, Fishing is basically one of the few things that he and his dad do that they enjoy. And that mm-hmm. most of the time his dad was kind of just like out there. If he wasn't working, then he was working on these race cars. Apparently they had a few race cars that he would throw money into and try to fix up. And this was like a huge point of contention in their household. Uh, he said he hated his dad for it. Like what the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, that's deep. So then uh, they start talking about their parents' relationship. And Brett says, you know, my parents are still married. And even though, obviously, they don't tell me everything about what went on, they still, like, I, I kind of thought that my childhood was idyllic. Mm-hmm. And she says that, you know, Ryan says that growing up he never really thought about marriage because he didn't really have a good example in his parents and then he's like you know I think we both know how to date and be in relationships but we don't know how to we didn't know how different marriage would be and it's like well we no you you no, yeah, exactly <laughs> ain't no we in this sir <laughs> so right. 
Then Brett, all you. All you. And Brett says as much. She's like, well, you know, my views on marriage are the same as they were before we got married. Mm-hmm. And I think it requires a lot of efforts from both sides. Mm-hmm. Like you doing anything at all, Ryan. So in a confessional, Brett says that she really likes digging deep because the more that they dig deep, the more she wants to stay in the marriage. And then Brett, they finish fishing. They sit down by the river and Brett reads a letter to her 10 year old self about how she's managed to find what love is through her friendships and her romantic relationships haven't really been as lucky, but um, you know, she might go on to feel unworthy at times, but you know, you're more resilient than you think. And um, remember that not everybody's deserving of your heart, Ryan. Yeah, I loved her letter, especially at the end when she said, when you feel like you won't survive, you will. And then also mm-hmm. the part about the dog, not dog. you know, not knowing that you would have a dog one day. It was, it was a very, very, it was almost like I could have written that for myself. <laughs> for real. Um, I really like her. I do too. She's got a good heart. She, she really She's seems a great like- person. And I need her, her to find, like, a nice black man to get with. You know? Black? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I could see her with a black man. Uh, a racial guy. She reminds me kind of a Clara. I don't think she... No, not as much as Clara Black Lives Matter shirts, but... I could see her with a black guy. I think she would be happy. Hmm. Well, I don't know about all that. <laughs> but 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 I do really really like her. Like at not one point in this um this particular season did she ever do anything that showed some other type of character out of her. Like she's always been very even keel, very easygoing. And even she said one time, you know, sometimes I will sacrifice my own happiness yep. for making sure that you're okay. Yeah, I really, I really, really like her, and I hate that she's had had couldn't find somebody on the show. I agree because there it it doesn't even make sense why he doesn't want to even try with her. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But he's just not he's not attracted to her, and and it's like he looks at her and he um, like Johnny. He looks at her and he just disgusts it. And it's not, we don't understand it, and we probably never will, but he's, he can't get past whatever it is. Right. And he needs to at least be honest with himself about it, because I don't think he is. Um, so Ryan is like, well, your letter's a lot better than mine was, because mine's all over the place. But he starts, he starts off light, kind of warning himself, like, oh, you're really going to go hard in college and high school, like, play, uh, pace yourself. But then he gets deeper And he starts talking about his friend Andrew who died in some sort of freak work accident a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. How, like, he starts how difficult it was for him and he thinks about it every day and he starts to get, like, a little bit emotional and Brett says, you know, seeing him get emotional about his friend made her feel closer to him and then Ryan says, you know, it was kind of weird to write a letter but it would make me feel better. Not that you could ever tell face you know how he said at the and then you got married to a stranger the end yeah that is the end right (laughs) 
girl, he made me want to cuss him out so bad. <laughs> and then he said, this has the, been the best week of my life. You know why it's been the best week? Because your ass been on Tinder. That's why. Right. Because <laughs> you've been swiping left. Swiping it- left and, and swiping right. Oh, Try Lord. So let's get into the hell that happens in the last third of the episode. Um, let's get to, I guess, Rachel, Rachel and Jose. So we see a diary cam of Rachel all by herself. And she says that the night before she brought up a touchy subject and it's kind of tense right now. So she needs to bring up the elephant in the room. So we see apartment cam footage of them the night before. And Rachel says that they were up until four in the morning talking about everything And she reveals that on the night that Jose got the step stool out and locked her out of the apartment, (laughs) she called her ex-boyfriend, he picked Mm -mm. her up, and she spent the night with him. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Now, you know you can't do that to Jose. (laughs) Right. He's the last person. Looking in that bed, like, he was about to pop off. But he couldn't because he's on camera. He couldn't. Um, he done already popped off once. He can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, that's, what, that's what makes me funny about him because I was looking at him like, ooh, he, wanted, he wants to lose it. But he can't. <laughs> he can't. Um, so they're sitting on the couch. They're like laid up on the couch together. And she tells him that. And She's like, you know, my heart hurt. And I felt crushed that night. And Jose's like, babe, you didn't tell me that. And Rachel's like, well, we were having an argument. And he says, I don't like that. So then Rachel gets up from the couch. So then we see them in real time. And they're sitting in the bed together having a conversation. He actually handled that pretty well. Much better than I thought he would. Honestly. Because you know how he is. Right. <laughs> right. But that was, that she was dead wrong. Because you know they slept together, right? Ain't yeah. nobody calling nobody at no 2 o'clock in the morning for a ride and it ain't getting none. And, and you spent the night at his house? And you spent the night? I want to married. I want to know which ex was this. Was this her ex-fiance that she broke up with right before she started this? Or was this a different ex? You And you, call, you called the man the wrong name and slept with your ex in the same night? <laughs> Now, come on. You can't. You can do one. You can do the other, but you can't do both. Right. <laughs> well, no, you can't spend the night. But you cannot spend the night with your ex and you're married in the middle of the night. I don't no. care what he did. You go get you a hotel, take an Uber, get a hotel. You don't spend the night with your ex. She don't have friends, family. You. She could have went home. Is her home locked out? Why don't you tell production to call Jose? Why don't you tell production to get you a little uh, uh, comfort in and sweets for the night? Like, why didn't production... She ain't home. Right. She could have gone home. She could have gone home. I forgot. out of town? (laughs) I forgot about that. She could have just gone home. She could have just gone home. Uber home. You had a phone, right? (laughs) I didn't even think. Well, she didn't because she because she left it in the house thinking she was going to be able to go back. But production had a phone, right? How, you had his you had your ex's number memorized like that. 
So she had to, she had to, she had a way to call him, but she didn't have no way to call Uber. <laughs> I mean, come on. He didn't bring any of this up when he was sitting there. There's no way, shape, or form is this right. She could have just gone home. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, Rachel is funny to me. I like her, but she does come off as a cheater now. The, the he has some serious concerns. Yeah. She... <laughs> She's making me laugh. So, honestly, Jose really takes it on the chin. He's like, listen. Um, she says... You know, you always say that the thing that'll break a couple up or a married couple up or divorce a couple is finances, but I think it's trust. And, you know, I just wanted to tell you now, all this time later, that I. Because Dr. Pepper made you tell him. Right. (laughs) So. Because you knew that there was a way that this guy was going to be able to tell before you got to tell. So you had to tell. Right. You can't say to him, I didn't want you to be blindsided by anything, and I want us to have complete honesty when, I mean, that went right out the window when you held this information until you felt like the time was right. Like, and, Rachel, I can't be on your side on this. And you're talking about trust. You, you, you're the one that can't be trusted. Right. Right. He, he's not out here calling his exes and spending the night in somebody else's bed. And you know they did something. Like, you can't tell me that it didn't go down. It's hard to believe. It's very hard. Honestly, Jose did really well on this one. Because we know how he is. He said, you know, maybe you would have cheated. I don't know if they're done, but at least as far as this part of the episode, he seemed like he was doing okay, even though he looked like he wanted to blow up inside. Yeah. For him to say, like, I trust the fact that Maybe you would have done that into in a past dating relationship, but you're married now, and I know that you wouldn't do that. That's giving her a lot more than I would give her, honestly. Yeah, right, <laughs> honestly, because I would have been like, I would have been done. Mm-hmm. That would have really, really bothered me. Yep. And he says at any of- point you're just gonna call somebody and go over to their house in the middle of the night. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. In a confessional, Jose says, you know, in marriage, you trust somebody, you trust somebody, and I'm just going to take this on face value, and I'm choosing to trust her. And Rachel says she doesn't want to be anything but transparent and honest with him. I'm I'm assuming you mean from now, because you, right, you haven't been doing it. <laughs> so, um, so then we get to, back to jo- Bow and Johnny. So we're now seven days before decision day. Val and Johnny are eating dinner, which, you know, we know how it's going to go. So Val says, I just feel like it would benefit both of us for talk- to talk about some things. And um, I want to know what you thought about the situation with Dr. Pepper, the session with Dr. Pepper. So he he's like, well, it was a good one. <laughs> but, you know, and honestly, like, I just wish that she had taken her fork in that moment and just lodged it right into his neck. Like, Mm-hmm. Why do you hate me so? Like, stop it! Right, like, getting weird. And she, Johnny, has the audacity of saying, you know, like I really hate to drag Sarah into this because, like, when we spoke, I felt like she had good intentions. You know, she's probably just picking up on the fact that I was distressed and she was trying to validate my feelings so somebody would understand what I was going through. Fuck 
you. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Who cares? Who is Sarah? I don't give a fuck about Sarah. <laughs> right. I don't care about you. You feel bad about hurting about bringing her into this? What? No. You brought her into this. You brought her into this by telling our business and listening to her telling mine. And you're not even sad for like, I feel bad that I brought her into our marriage. No, you feel bad that she is now going to get in trouble. You think like what? I really don't. I still don't know why he hates her so much. It makes no sense. He's does, disgusted by Bao. He is. He's so, so much care and protection for Sarah. This person he doesn't even know. Then the person he is married to. Like, you don't even respect her, dog. Like, you don't even think of her as a human at this point. You think that Bao is genuinely beneath you and not deserving of any sort of human kindness. It's weird. (laughs) It's really weird. I don't know what his problem is. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's baffling because he really, really, he can't even look at her. He hates her so much. Yeah. So Bao says that there's a reason why she's not sharing anything with Sarah because she knows Sarah's not going to give me the best advice. She's not going to point to the positives of the relationship. She's always just going to be the kind of person to tell me, move on, cut your losses, whatever. Um, And that's why I don't tell her stuff because I'm married and I'm trying to stay committed to this relationship, sir. I want to do what I can to stay in this relationship. And I know that Sarah is not going to be the one to go to. So then Bao says, I just don't think it was a good idea for you guys to talk. And I'm utterly disappointed and betrayed that that happened. That was the worst person you could have talked to at that time. And I'm disappointed. Um, as a, from a best friend perspective, because I wouldn't have done that to her. Period. No, nobody, no, most people wouldn't have. Most people would not have. So then Bao asks Johnny, what did you and Sarah talk about? And Johnny says, well, Sarah had asked me if I had taken the time to understand Bao. And, um, and then she asked me if I was going to be able to wake up and sleep to this every night. And <laughs> I said, no. What the hell? <laughs> what the oh. hell? They're acting like she puts hands on him. Like, what right. we're missing something because that dude, he is tripping. Something ain't right. Something, there's a whole puzzle piece that's just missing for him to be acting like this. Several. Several pieces. Corners, edges, inside, outside. There are about eight puzzle pieces missing from a 12-piece puzzle. And so then he says, you know, like, when a a relationship gets to this point, we need to just walk away. (laughs) Like, okay. So then he says that he doesn't want to do any more harm than he already has. Yes, you do. Because then he says basically what Rachel said about Jose. Like, if I said anything else, it would be very damaging. Which sounds like a threat. It sounds like I'm withholding things for your sake. And if I were to really tell the truth, then it would be really bad. So just say it then. Like, Yeah, wh- just say it because we need to know. You're intentionally keeping this vague because you know it's bullshit. <laughs> you, 
you know you don't have anything it's and i just wish that the experts would go harder would have gone harder on johnny they need they need what they need to ask them where is this coming from right they need to be disrespectful verbally abusive mean all these other things and we're not seeing why He's being just as mean to her, if not more so, than Chris was to Paige. And so when they get to decision day, I need them to go as hard on Chris as they did, or as hard on Johnny as they did on Chris. Because I need answers. Straight up. Yeah, it is kind of worse because Chris would be like, he would say you're a good woman and I'm messed up or this or that. He's he's just saying you you're a horrible person and mm. i can't stand to be around you yep yep he's disgusting bow <sighs> continues to be graceful and says okay well i'm still here if you want to talk you know <laughs> whatever the ball's in your court johnny and johnny's like so uh, you know you see how i feel like this is just a blame johnny game like yeah we all do because you're the one to blame dumbass he's like <laughs> You see the way you just phrase it they, like they're like, you're still here and you're still trying. Like what? Like the nice person. <laughs> like yeah. he wants to make her into the villain so he can be like, oh, see, see, I was right. And it's not working. And now he's getting annoyed. <laughs> he yeah. wants to pop off and he was disappointed that she didn't. I, I'm wondering if we're ever going to find out what's happening. I, I, I think so. I, I really do. I I really think we do. Uh, this might be like the best decision day slash reunion episodes that we get. Because I have questions. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna write to, to Kevin right now. Email him, sir. This is a list of questions that I have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, need these, we need answers. Because <laughs> I I'm glad we have Kevin. Because I know Kevin will say something. Hopefully. Kevin will get Mhm. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So Bao says that she just feels like she has to walk on eggshells. And then Johnny gets up and he's like, I don't have the appetite to finish this dinner. So she's like, okay, well, great. I'll finish your dinner and I'll take this glass of champagne. He's like, you take it. She's like, and I'm going to take the rest of the bottle, this champagne. Bye. Bonnie, Johnny takes his little slippers and kicks it. Bye. Um, so 
let's end on Brett and Ryan. Yes. Ugh, hit after hit with them. So we are supposed to see, or we see the beginnings of Brett going, showing Ryan her place, and she's about to whip out the pictures and talk about her past. But then they Man, sit down. she walked in there so smooth. Ooh. <laughs> I like, I had to be like, oh, oh, oh. She, <laughs> she was clean with that boy. Clean, she was, smooth operator. That is my girl. Like, come on in. Let the dog roam around free. Ah, you want to look at my look at my sick and pe- <laughs> sick and peel and sick wallpaper? It's so uh-huh. nice. Look at my uh, picture. Oh, uh-huh. here's my pictures. Here's some pictures of my past. But you know what? I actually think I don't want to show you these because, um, you know, I'm not really in the mood. Because about ten minutes ago, I got a text from a friend that showed that you're on a dating app and that you match with somebody that I know. Ryan. So Ryan's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like price is right losing horn. Like <laughs> 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 oh no. You can see his eye eye bags went down another half inch. He's like, oh no. Oh, nope, another. <laughs> <laughs> they got another. Oh Lord. And so he's like, well, um, I did download the app this morning, but you know, uh, I, I can show you that it's not active right now. Like, no, you downloaded it. it it's active. Cause... Already <laughs> so what you just downloaded the app for no reason and didn't use it. You're married. How we're doing, we're still working on closing out our marriage and you already downloading apps. Right. And she's like, how can you show if it's not active if you matched with my friend today? Right, today. Today. <laughs> like, what do you think? Are Am I stupid? Come on. Um, oh, I'm so glad she did not let him slide on that. He was not ready. No, he, was he wasn't. Ready. And she's I like. I can show you on my phone. I don't need to see your phone. Right. Right. Fuck so- your phone. Fuck your phone. It's not going to prove anything. It's going to be. And she was like, dude, you couldn't even wait a week. Right. One week. Oh, I'm so glad she called him out on every little part of everything he said. Thank you. She only one had by ten, one. She only had 10 minutes to do it and she did what needed to be done. <laughs> so. She did what needed to be done. She gave what it was supposed to be given. Truly. So she's, yeah, she's like, you couldn't have just waited a week to jump back in there, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's like, well, I wasn't trying to jump back, but, you know, uh, I didn't communicate with anybody. But Brett's like, okay, but you still match with her today. So, <laughs> like, if you weren't trying to jump back into anything, you don't just download apps willy-nilly and not use them for what? For what? What would be the purpose of that? I, I just no. so on the day that I'm supposed to open up emotionally to my wife, I'm just going to pop on over to Bumble and open up this app, but I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use it. Uh, not oh, active. did you see his text message? I was waiting until after the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're so gonna you, it. The minute that you walk out, you was going to click on it? So we're... you had to download it a week in advance? Right. <laughs> off, maybe off to the races as soon as that mic came off. It takes so... two seconds to download an app. So you had to do it seven days early? Right. 
It's not like you have to go through a clearing process. Not like there's a five business day wait for you to even get. Even if there was. Even if there it's was. Trash. You could wait. Trash. You couldn't keep your fingers to yourself for seven days and just see it through, and and just try. Like, what are you talking about? How cl- how much how this has been the best week of your life with her? Because he was downloading and uploading pictures to a t- to Tinder, or Bumble, or. Whatever else there is. Ugh. Also, you know you're on TV, so you know people are going to know who you are, right? This happens every season. Every season for the past three seasons, we have seen a situation where one of those dudes gets back on the app and that one friend finds them. Y'all should know better. Like, come on. Right. Just like Zach and Mindy. Exactly. Ugh. And and um European basketball player and what's her face? Oh yeah. Um Matt Carly yeah. or whatever he was. So yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, also side note, did you notice that Ryan and Zach had that same black shirt with the white design on it? No. Zach wore it in the beginning of the episode and Ryan wore it when he took Brett out. It was like his black polo and it had like a no, white. I remember, I remember what um, Ryan had on because I was making sure that it was the same day that they were at his hometown. And yeah. That same day. So we were fishing one minute and you was getting your ass beat cooked. Um, <laughs> uh, getting your ass kicked out of my house two minutes later. And you're you're we're going fishing, and you're on plenty of fish on your phone, right? Um, plenty of fish. <laughs> that's where you got the idea. Well, there's plenty of fish, plenty of fish in this river, and plenty of fish in my pocket on my phone. So what did he look when she caught him? Like when she sat down with that photo album, and was like, yeah. He was like, so show me what you got. Yeah, I'm gonna show you what I got. All right, I got the receipts. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let me show you that first. Uh, my God! Well, so I'm just, head out. I'm just gonna head out. Yeah, head on out. Right. Out <laughs> In a professional, <laughs> Brett says, "I feel like Ryan has a problem with being honest." So then she tells him, "I don't think what you did was right. It doesn't align at all with all that you talk about respect all day long, and what you did does not align with the respect whatsoever." So, girl, she read him from here to Timbuktu. <laughs> He couldn't do nothing but leave. He did a little church finger. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and head on out. Everybody, right. let me get let me get past your row. Yeah, get out of here. Excuse me, excuse me. Thank you. Right. Excuse- <laughs> so, so when he leaves, Ryan like she's she's got like an outdoor staircase. So the production catches him in the stairwell and he's like, well, you know, I just wanted to show her that it wasn't an active profile to the producer. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you text that to her? Send it to her. So in a confession, in a confessional, Brett says, well, technically none of us on the show know how to be married because we've never been married before. But the difference between Ryan and I is that I know how to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I know what it takes to have a relationship, but Ryan didn't start out that way. And so she's sitting at that chair and she's like, wow, you just texted me. (laughs) And so then we see the text pop on the, on the screen and it says, you're welcome to do whatever you deem best for you. Honestly, 
I promise you, I didn't download it with the intention of it being shown as active until uh, two seconds after we after right. until decision day. And I still have no idea why it was showing as active. I never meant to put you in that position. And she's just reading it, shaking her head. And she's like, it does not matter. I don't right. care. I'm so glad she didn't react to that crap. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad she didn't react to that. I, he, that just made him look even worse. And I, I'm so glad she, yeah, she did not give him anything. Not a tear. Not a falter in her voice. Yeah. Oh, no. girl, I was. Yes, Brett. She gave everything that a single woman wants to do when they find themselves in the position. You were just the. You played it perfectly. No edits. No edits, Brett. Flawless. She flawless. Was flawless in that moment. <laughs> every every woman around the world was like, I'm cheering for her. Mm -hmm. To not have a moment. Because she could have had a moment, and she didn't. Yep. And now he's left looking stupid, droopy stupid. dog, going back in the parking lot like a droopy dog that he is. Terrible. And I mm. hope whoever, whoever, the real thing is, I hope whoever sees him on this is like, I would never date that dude because he's trash. Yep. So I'm glad you downloaded it. Uh, Ryan, now everybody can see you for who you really are mm -hmm. on national TV. Good luck. You shouldn't have done it. And and shout out to a real friend of Brett for swiping right to see if he would swipe swipe right on her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what a real and friend. And then letting her know. And then letting her ass know. That's a real friend, Sarah. Take note. Right. Your dude is on here swiping. Mm -mm. So you know. Mm mm. -mm. Oh, Lord. What an episode. Thank you for talking to me about this. I have a question for you. Yes. Where is Viviana? She Girl, wasn't really on this whole... She, she was there in, like, the first, like, a few episodes ago. She was there. But she's not... She doesn't seem to have much of a presence this season. No, she's not. They're really... Pastor Cal's not there. I mean, I don't know. I guess it just seems like they only got one session. One in-person session with one expert this season. But it's never her, though. It's either Cal or Pepper. Yeah, she only has done one in-person thing so far. I'm just curious if you noticed that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been a, a lack it, with the COVID seasons. Mm -hmm. They've been a lot less present. And I... But she lives in Houston, right? Yes. But I so think I, I would have thought she would have been more involved. I think she was filming that spinoff show at the time. I'm not sure. Maybe that's no. why she as much. Hmm. Uh, the undateable. We'll find out in San Diego. I guess, yeah, I guess we will. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.